Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Hey, um, I'm going to speak on something, but I, I turned 41 last week, a uh, big one last year. I'm, I'm well set into my 40s now. Some will think that's young. Some will think that's old. My children definitely think I'm old. So, But, uh, but with age, one thing I've realized over this time now, with age, it doesn't always come maturity. It, it, it's, not a, it's not a given. <laughs> I'm getting some laughter here. I don't know if it's guilty laughter or if it's we just realize these things. But with age, doesn't naturally come maturity. But that's not really God's plan. God wants with age maturity to come. God wants to make us uh, each year upon year uh, add into our lives and multiply out of our lives and build maturity into our lives. And, and uh, I know as a pastor, I catch up with many people. And uh, by, by age, I'm, you could be 18 here, you could be 25, you could be 35, you could be 85, whatever age. Uh, don't discount yourself in this time. But, but a lot of people come to me and they, they kind of come disappointed in like, hey, I feel like I'm not quite where I should be in life. And, uh, and I think that's okay. You want to have some areas that you're still growing, moving towards. We shouldn't uh, be perfect in every way. But, but there's kind of a discontent in there. Like, I, I feel like maybe years ago, I was more mature, especially in God, than I am now. Or years ago, I was doing better in this area than I am now. And I know many of us can probably relate to this, where you feel like, hey, I've, I've gone backwards in some ways. Sometimes I'll speak to people and they'll be like, yeah, back when I was young, I used to be a youth pastor. Or I used to lead. I used to do this. I used to have passion for God. And oh, what are you doing now? Yeah, I just uh, kind of, we come to church now or we, we do this. And there's, there's a bit of discontent you can tell in there. And, uh, and even myself, you, all of us have to watch this. I know with longevity uh, comes lots of great things. But also with longevity, you've got to watch out for familiarity. I've sat in thousands, probably services now, heard thousands of messages. When you first hear them, you're like, wow, everything's new and fresh. And, but you've got to watch now. I'm, I'm coming to church to hear from God, not just to go through the motions of church. And you have to keep yourself uh, in that way. God, help me to come to you with honor and awe for you and, and love for you, Jesus. And, uh, and you work on trying to do those things. But, but I think God wants to mature us. He wants us to take us forward. But we often miss that. And this is what I'll speak on today. I think there's a couple of key things that really stop us. Not, not this is an exhaustive list or anything that stop us from really getting all that what God wants for us to get in this area. God wants to build into us all these things to complete us and mature us. But I'm going to read this scripture. It's in James chapter 1 and uh, verse 2 to 4. You may have heard this before, uh, but don't get familiar with it. Listen into this right now. It says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so you may become mature and complete, not lacking anything. You know, this is one of those scriptures where I like the beginning and the end, but I don't really like the middle. And so it's kind of, I like the, consider it pure joy. Yeah, we're getting a good, good start here. And then I kind of skip over the next bit. And yeah, I want to be mature, complete and lacking nothing. Yeah, that's right. But the middle bit, this perseverance, this trials, this tests, I don't know. Maybe, maybe can we just cut that middle bit out? And I think if we wrote it from our Western culture, it would probably sound more like this. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face no trials of any kind, because you know that the testing of your faith is really hard. 
Let comfort finish its work so you may be happy and feel good, not lacking anything you desire. Who likes that one better? Don't, don't put your hand up. Don't. <laughs> I think there's both. We all have somewhere in between where you're like, oh, I want a bit of that, but also want a bit of that. But it doesn't work that way. And, uh, and we know this, but we try and work these things. Uh, but I want to encourage us. We need to go, God, not, not help me to avoid the trials and avoid the tests, but help me to be strong enough to get through them and to go through so that I can be mature, complete, and lack nothing in a way. So I'm going to give you a, a few little keys in this and then uh, just uh, finish off uh, talking a couple of uh, things that will help as well. But maturity, number one, counts the right cost. Maturity counts the right cost. Anything you do that's worthwhile will have a cost and will have something you have to pay. Even anything you don't do has a cost. Like You, you, you will pay a cost for a lot of things you don't do in life. Uh, uh, my granddad used to say to me, I used to get in trouble all the time at school for something I didn't do. And I'd say, what was it? He'd say, my homework. And uh, he'd, he'd laugh and, and that was, some people were getting it, some people weren't. Some people were just like, that's, that's a dad joke. I'm not going to laugh at that. But there's always a cost. I have three daughters. They're, they're the biggest blessing in my life with my wife. And, uh, but there's a lot of cost that goes into raising children. Uh, it, financial time, loss of sleep, loss of uh, personal space sometimes. My, my rooms become pink in my house. Rather, They made me a man cave and they, they put all pink pillows and sequins. <laughs> Thanks, girls. But, but there's a lot of cost that goes on to it. And if I asked everyone in this place who would like, uh, you'd, you'd name, maybe name a few things like, who would like a fantastic marriage? Who would like to be healthy and fit? Who would like a powerful relationship with Jesus? I think most hands would go up for those things. Like, yeah, 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 you count me in for those ones. And, uh, but then if I said what the cost was, Maybe a few hands would kind of go down with that. But because anything we do is a cost. If you see someone with a great marriage, there's a cost that's gone into that. There's, pride, there's things they've, they've paid and, and they've let go of some pride. They've forgiven offenses. They've, they've, there's been a long uh, process in that. You see someone that's powerfully praying for people or powerfully moving in God. There's, there's been a price for that. We want the end result, but we don't want the journey often along the way. That God wants to mature us and strengthen us through these things. Sometimes we can struggle as well because we don't have the right expectation of the cost as we go into it. Uh, sometimes we think as you come to Jesus, like when a hard thing comes up, he'll just take it away and he'll just make it all good. And uh, I was speaking to someone this week or a couple of weeks ago, actually, and they were saying uh, their friends and them have all been pregnant recently. Not all of them, but most of them have been pregnant recently. And uh, they said there's kind of a bit of a divide as they've gone into pregnancy and they've had their babies. Uh, some of them have been like, OK, no, we we believe it for the best, but expecting whatever comes. And but she said there's a group of them that have been like, no, nope, we're only believing God. God's going to do this, 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 this and this. And uh, she said the first group of people have been a lot more resilient and done a lot better with it. But the second group of people, if it hasn't gone well, they've actually come out of it really struggling. And really, for a few months now, really struggled or for a, a, a period of time in that because they went into it going, no, no, God's going to do it all. It's all going to be good and everything's going to be okay. Nothing wrong with that thinking if you're believing for that. But you've got to realize that, hey, the Bible says that when you face challenge, so there may be a challenge in that, but God will strengthen you to get through it. And this is where we need to get at with these things. It's not the removal of challenge, but it's the strength to get through it. It doesn't say consider it joy uh, if you face challenges. It says consider it joy when you face challenges. And, uh, and it, it is great when we do face challenges because it, it does build in us perseverance. I know for my life, 
I have the normal challenges everyone has. You have work, you have uh, family, you have all the different things that, that go along with that. But there's some of the key challenges in my life. I, and I remember when we miscarried our first uh, pregnancy. Uh, it was a big thing. When uh, my parents divorced, it was quite a big thing. When we, um, some of the other ones where uh, there's been major sickness in the family or uh, you, you've been majorly, you feel mistreated by people or let down or betrayed by people or uh, different things like that. Some of those big things at the time, they feel like, why is this happening? And some of these challenges, you're like, oh, why is this going on? But you know what? As I look back in uh, post these challenges, look, look back into them, you're like, Man, that has strengthened me in God. It made me go deeper in Him and really rely on Him more. It's also been one of the greatest ways I've been able to help people because you're able to say, hey, I went through that and God's helped me through that. Or I've, I've been through this. You're able to empathize with people as well and really go forward. So as the challenges come, you remember, count the right cost. You're going to pay a cost either way, but get right expectations of God. I'm going for you. If a cost comes or if a challenge comes, I know you're going to strengthen me to walk through this and I'm going to do this, but the cost is worth it if you pay the right cost. If you're saying, God, I want to go for you, uh, no matter what comes, that is the right cost you'll pay. If you're, if you're married here and you're saying, God, I, I want to have the best marriage and, and no matter what it takes, that is the right cost to pay. Uh, I won't go into any of the wrong costs because I think you get the idea and you get the picture of it, but, but know that God will strengthen you through it. Number two, Maturity. If we're going to be mature, we need to set in the right patterns, the right patterns in life. I love this scripture in 2 Timothy, uh, verse 1, in 13 to 14, it says this, What you've heard from me, keep as a pattern of sound teaching, with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted in you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. I love this, this picture of God putting this deposit in us this great gift in us that he, he sees us as so valuable as his sons, as his daughters. He's put a deposit in us. And he says, hey, guard this. Uh, treat it well. And, uh, and there's this tension there of where it's, hey, we play a part and God plays a part. Because uh, it says here that guard it yourself, but also the Holy Spirit will help you through it as well. So we don't need to work for God's approval. We don't need to work. We're not working our way to God by doing this. But what we're doing is we're, uh, God is able to cover and, and help us overcome our struggles and our weakness. But he also puts in principles in place that we're able to live by to help us to grow, to help us to move forward and to help us to be mature in that way. So there's a part for us to play. But the good news is it says God will empower us by his Holy Spirit to do this. Uh, so as we get into what he says, let, keep a pattern of sound teaching. This pattern, firstly, know that you are God's son, that you are God's daughter. Know that God is helping you, but then put these patterns into place where you're able to really go forward day by day, living uh, with God in your life in that way. Some of the patterns that are key in there, spending time with God each day in prayer and worship. Who knows we should do that as Christians? who struggles to sometimes do that as Christians. We know these things, but we, we need to do these things, spending time reading the Word and applying the Bible. Jordan, Pastor Jordan spoke so well on this this morning in the services, that uh, reading the Word, but applying the Word as well. And, and we, even as we're doing these patterns, I know for me, I'm, I'm reading the Nicky Gumbel Bible in a year this year with the devotion. He does a devotion. He's a pastor from England. And then there's a few chapters of the Bible. And I read it and I listen to it at the same time. But I still find myself getting distracted. 
So I'll be looking around, doing other things, and then I'll be like, hang on, hang on, I just missed a whole big chunk of that. I need to get back here. And uh, But some of these patterns we put into place, we need to really make sure, hey, am I really putting my heart and putting my life in this uh, right place? Uh, connecting and building friendships with other Christians as well. This is what we have church and connect and other things there for. But we need to have people around us that we're putting a pattern in place of, hey, I need encouragement sometimes. I need to encourage others sometimes. I need help sometimes and I need people around me I can go to that I trust. I need sometimes people to rebuke me and, and, and tell me off sometimes. And uh, But I also, all these things in place. But if we don't have the pattern in life of having people in our life that can do that, we're going to struggle. And then we go to God, God, why have you... Why haven't you helped me here? And he's like, hey, I've set in principles there. They're in my word. Listen to them. Live them out and you'll be helped through that. Another pattern, giving and serving others. Take the focus off yourself. Serve in church if you can. Give to others. It will help you. Be quick to forgive. Some of these real simple things of the Christian faith that God puts in there. He says, hey, I want you to do these things as a pattern in your life so that you're able to get strength and maturity. But why don't we do these things? multiple reasons but often it's just like they're not the most glamorous things sometimes if you're looking at the big things you're like oh i want to i i want to lead praise and worship and or i want to preach or i want to pray for people and see them raised from the dead or in the christian sense or i want to in the marriage sense i want to be on holidays all the time and and, and doing like we want to do the glamorous things but it's the day-to-day things that allow us to do those things because the day-to-day things build the foundation that you can build the the great stuff on. And all these things that God sets in His Word as patterns, if we put them in place day to day, we're building a strong foundation so that God is able to build a strong and high and mature, not lacking anything in that way. Leading on from this, we need to know that maturity grows through perseverance. So often we quit before we get the breakthrough. And you know, as Christians, if if you're a Christian in this place, often we can get quite good at, uh, at quitting things or not doing things. We'll say things like, oh, God's just moved me on to a new season. Oh, God's moved me out of this area and God's doing that. And, and we say things, phrases like this, but really it's often, there's a cost here. I need to persevere here, but I don't feel like doing that. But I don't want to say that to myself and I don't want to say that to other people. But this sounds very nice. That's a nice way of putting it. So I'll put it that way. So it's not every time we we move in something. There is times where God does that. But we need to make sure it is God. And it is the will of God that we do these things. Otherwise, again, we will settle because we don't push through. And we'll miss out on God's best for our life. Hebrews 10, 35 to 36 says this. So do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that He has promised. Again, two words we don't really like, patient and endurance together. So come on, just give me one at a time at least. But it says you need these things to be able to continue to do God's will. You need these things to be able to continue to do God's will. You need patience and endurance. We need to be able to persevere. And I know especially in the generation coming up uh, behind us now, um, perseverance, resilience, and, and these type of things uh, are being very minimized. And uh, our kids are at school, and, and there's things like our kids had a sports activity day in their old school because the sports carnival had winners and losers, and we didn't want people to feel bad if they lost, so we just did an activity day where everyone wins. Now, there's a good side to some of these things, but really what you're teaching them is like, 
or you can never lose. Everything's got to be okay. Don't, if, if, you're, if you're feeling a bit down, it, it, don't, don't push through. Don't believe for more. There's a bunch of these things that go along with it. And we need to be teaching our kids. If you're older in this place, get hold of this yourself, but also so into the next generation. Guys, there needs to be resilience here. Uh, the, the school, the ethos they had with it, they didn't discipline them, they didn't reward because uh, they didn't want people to do things because they were getting a reward, but they didn't want to discipline them because they might get upset. And, uh, and I, I went to the school actually and I said, hang on, this is, this is not healthy. They said, but we don't want them to, they'll, they'll feel, like I said, they're gonna, if they lose in the sports carnival, kind of, it'll teach them as they grow up and they don't get the job that they lose in that way. They're going to be strong enough to handle that. But we're teaching a generation now in the culture not to be resilient. And if you do fail, the kids are falling apart inside. And then it's like, hey, let's, let's, oh, we need to either medicate that or put a name on that now. Sorry, I've knocked a candle over and do these things. But we need to be building resilience, perseverance, because otherwise we're not going to be able to do God's will in the way we need to do it perseverance it's it's one of those things that we we can see as a real negative but it is a real positive that scripture i read at the start i was kind of joking that i don't want to do the middle kind of serious i don't always want to do the middle whereas the trials and tests in the middle but when you actually read it in in a different way you actually see that it actually is a great positive what it's saying is god wants to strengthen us so much and make us mature enough so that no matter what comes our way, we can actually deal with it, where we can actually go, no, God, I'm strong enough, no matter what. Ten years ago, I wouldn't have been able to handle that. That would have been a major disappointment. I probably would have fallen apart. But now because of what you've done in my heart and how you've strengthened me and how you've enabled me to do this, I'm able to conquer this now. And God wants us to get to that place where no matter what comes at us, we're able to get through it. You might be single in here and you've got a major desire to be married but you can be complete and you can be mature and you can be lacking nothing, even if you're not married yet. But you don't have to get the thing before you can be complete, mature and lack nothing. You can be in big financial debt right now and you're working and believing to get out of it, but you can be mature, you can be complete and you can lack nothing. You don't have to wait till you're out of the debt to get to that place. God can fill that gap. You can have a major health challenge right now. But ultimately, you can be complete, you can be mature, and you can lack nothing in this place because God will enable you to do that. So God can do miracles. And we've seen that in our lives, in in my life with me, with Jazz, with the family. We've seen great miracles. We've seen it in our church over the years. And people healed, people set free, and uh, people, uh, relationship healings, whatever it is. But ultimately, a physical breakthrough isn't the most important thing. If it's, it's not always the physical breakthrough. You may be in financial trouble and then you win the lottery tonight. It doesn't mean everything's going to be fixed and then you'll be mature and complete. Ultimately, the thing we want to look for is not the, the, the miracle and, and the healing, but we want to look for God. God, what is your will? God, help me through this. Whether I'm, whether I'm healed or not, whether I've got the breakthrough or not, God, you are with me. And God will help you in that place. I've seen people get healing. And then they've, they've gone off and, and left church and <laughs> done their own thing. You think, man, if you got healed, you would be running to God. But there's a story in the Bible of 10 lepers. Jesus heals all 10 of them and only one comes back and says, thank, thank you. It's not always the healing, but believe for the healing. But know that God is more important than the healing. This is what it says in Philippians chapter 4. 
verse 10 to 13. This is Paul speaking. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I've learnt to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learnt the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through Him who gives me strength. Let that sink in. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. I think there's a word for someone today. You may be hungry at the moment in in some area. You may be full at the moment in some area. God has wanted to come into your heart right now and do something in there. It may be helping you. You may get a miracle or a healing right now or a breakthrough right now, but you may just need that touch from God. It's okay. I'm with you. I love you. You may be doing well right now, but you kind of do it in your own strength. And God's saying, hey, no, I want to be Lord of your life right now in this place. And God will do that as well. Paul was writing this scripture when he was in jail. It gives you perspective there. He's in jail and he's saying, hey, guys, Thanks for your concern, but you, you don't need to worry about me. I've learned the highs, the lows. It doesn't matter. As long as I've got Jesus, I can do all things. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And I don't know what you're going through here right now. But I want to encourage you. God is with you. God is with you right now. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member, and let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.